You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in Welcome to the Life in Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Feet. And this is your coach, Colin Moore. You know we love and life and enjoying football. We got a Super Bowl champ in the house. That's right. A newly Super Bowl champ. From the Tampa Bay Buccaneer, we have Mr. Duke Preston on. And he's, over, he's the director of player development. And that's special because... Every player need development and con- and really basically to continue to grow. And they getting it from a guy, y'all, who was involved in the game of football and he played it at the highest level. He got drafted coming out of the University of Illinois and he played for the all- he played on the offensive line. And what's so special about that, this guy is somebody who's going to give some great advice today and he did it at the at, at big time levels because y'all know that big 10 ain't nothing to play with now and then he was down there watching the guys every day through the pandemic winning the super bowl championship y'all and he coming straight out of the great state of california san diego by way and i'm gonna just quit running my mouth and let Simo bring him on how you doing, Mr. Preston? Hey, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Great. It's a blessing to have you on, and I'm going to get right with it on you. It seemed to me, once I was researching and doing all my looking up on you, that it was almost destined for you to be make it to the NFL and be in, involved in the NFL. Can can you enlighten us on that? Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I love... I grew up in San Diego, uh, like we said, and, and my, my father played nine years with the Chargers. And so I grew up kind of wanting to be just like my pops, man. And uh, and that, that led me to to really just have this this dream in my heart of wanting to play. And then uh, that, I think my dad did, a, did an outstanding job of modeling what it is uh, to be a man, but then one who was willing to make the sacrifices and do what was necessary in order to get where they wanted to go. So... You know, uh, my journey took me to the University of Illinois, and then uh, was 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 almost ready to to bounce and get up out of there and get back to San Diego, where I knew what I knew and I was comfortable. But I stuck it out and stayed. It was one of the best decisions of my life, and uh, turned that into shoot thirty five career starts in the Big Ten and playing good football enough to where I got drafted in the fourth round by the Bills. And so I spent four years in Buffalo, had a cup of coffee with the Packers, and then finished my career with the Cowboys in Dallas. 
And uh, man, just God bless me to, to go and maximize my talents and see what I could do. And now here I am back kind of in, in, in an NFL building trying to help young guys do the same, right? To walk through life well without stepping in potholes and, and short-circuiting themselves while at the same time getting the best out of themselves athletically and, and becoming great men. So that's that's the mission, man. Man, God definitely blessing you on that. And you hit on some that I seen that when I said, I said, I got that. That's the day I sent you the message like, can we please have you on this podcast? So I seen where y'all had beat Green Bay and you said it's crazy. Well, you didn't say it's crazy, but you was like, this is where it all started that God sent me on a new direction. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So when I was, you know, when I was a kid, like I said, I used to, I used to have dreams about playing and I would like set up couch, uh, cushions in my in my living room and put a football at the bottom of it and dive into it, right? Like act like I was recovering a fumble. I mean, I knew I was always going to be a lineman where, you know, recovering a fumble or something like that was going to be the only way I was going to score. And, uh, you know, so I followed that passion, man. I, I set aside a lot of the things that my, my friends and my homeboys are doing growing up and just tried to focus on where I wanted to go. And God was gracious enough where he gave me the desires of my heart and I got to play in the NFL, but then... I left, I left Buffalo uh, and I signed a contract in Green Bay with the Packers. And while I was up there, man, I just felt like, I felt like God was changing the direction uh, for me. Like that my my heart, my passions and my heart wasn't necessarily in, in cracking heads anymore, but more so cracking hearts and trying to help men grow as, as people. Cause you know, I think even the title of your podcast, Life in Football, I mean, football is, a, is an amazing teacher for life. And the guys who are able to, to do the game well I think ought to be well suited to do life well. And, uh, you know, I, I think I just had this, these moments where I'm looking around the locker rooms and I'm seeing guys making, you know, millions of dollars and yet still feeling empty and, and without purpose in their, in their lives as men. So, you know, when I got released in, in green Bay, it's interesting because you know, all the haters are out there. And I, I remember going to my car and being like, well, today's their day. And, uh, and, and I felt like that was the moment though, that God kind of, uh, pointed me in a different direction and so I went down to Dallas and I played that last year but I knew I knew it was time for me to go I knew it was time for me to go chase something else and so then that's what what kind of led me to uh, going back and get my get my degree in in, uh, in Christian education and then you know so so happened that I end up back in the NFL with uh with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing what I'm doing and then here we are going through Lambeau Field man where, where I felt like it was it really was like a fork in the road and uh, a message to go left instead of right and and then that ended up where, you know, shoot, winning a Super Bowl championship in this role. It's different than doing it as a player, but it still feels pretty sweet. Now, I want to back up a little bit and revisit the question that I had. How you a kid from San Diego, California, end up going and playing at Illinois? Like, what was the story behind that? Yeah, no. So my, my father is from uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts. And he went to uh, Syracuse and then ended up out in San Diego with the Chargers. So he didn't have any roots in, uh, in the West Coast. And, and so him and my mom were always big uh, proponents of me just going wherever I had the best opportunity. And growing up, you know, I used to love watching Michigan, Ohio State, those teams uh, on Saturday mornings. And, uh, you know, wanted to go somewhere where I could grind as a lineman. And I felt like Big Ten football was probably the best place to test myself as an offensive lineman. And, and so when it, when it came recruiting time for me, I had offers from uh, Northwestern, Michigan State, and Illinois. And and at the time, you know, Coach Harry Heastan was our offensive line coach there. Ron Turner was the head coach. Uh, 
both of them with NFL ties. And, you know, I just felt like that was my best opportunity to go make the most of what I could do as a, as a lineman. So, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I, I, a kid from California ended up in the middle of a cornfield. I mean, trust me, I got there and I was like, man, what the heck did I do? But then I uh, stuck it out and, and it was, it made me tough, man. It, it definitely hardened these, uh, hardened what I got and it made me better. Now, with that being said, that's a special story too, because with your father having the background from the Midwest area, and then you going back and pretty much revisiting your roots and pretty much putting your establishment for us, putting your stamp on it and doing your thing in Illinois, like how was it to have a father playing in the NFL and kind of reacting to you, you know, achieving goals? Because I, I would always wonder that at times because I lost my father at an early age and Sometimes I be th- thinking, I wondering, like, oh, I, I wonder what he would think of me, you know, playing ball and, you know, just being able to see me play ball as well. Like, how was that for your dad, and then for him to see you achieve the goal of making it to the NFL? Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's proud of me. I mean, I, shoot, even the other day I was out playing golf, and I got paired up with uh, you know, some older guys and. And they they knew my dad because he had been in town visiting and he was out there hitting balls on the driving range and uh, he was bragging about me. So they were like, oh, OK, you're you're raised son. And so, I mean, he's he's down here in Florida. He doesn't even live down here. And people know him uh, just by him talking about me. So I know he's proud of me. But, I, you know, I, I owe so much to my of my success to him and my mom, because, you know, I think as as a as a parent, you know, your job as a parent, like I have four kids. I'm not trying to be their their best friend, although I think it grows to that when uh, when they get older. But I'm just trying to teach them how to how to do it, right? Like, what what's the right message to send when things get hard? You know, is it to to pack it in and and tuck tail and run because it's hard or it's uncomfortable, or do you teach them how to be resilient and to you know stick their feet in the ground and keep fighting for what they want and where where they're trying to go? And I feel like that's the, the one of the best things my dad ever taught me. Um, you know, he he had, he would always say like, "Look, I don't I don't need to do it because I did it, and and I got to achieve my dream. I just want to help you get to where you want to go." So he was never one that would really push me or make me do anything, but he told me, "If you want to do it, I'll show you how to be the best." And he did, man. He he showed me what it took to work hard. My mom out there, you know, shoot, my mom was was more of the monster, uh, driving me and and making me do stuff and drop me off than my dad was because my dad wanted to see what I could do, but he was going to be you know right there in my corner and and showing me the ins and outs of what it was going to take. Now, you said that at the end of it, you went and got another degree in Christianity, right? Yes, sir. And then once you got that, did you know you was getting that to pursue something else, or did you know you was getting that to be in player development? Yeah, so, like, I feel like, I feel like I've always wanted to do things that would give me options. Um, and so my, my master's degree, I, I went to a seminary school. I went to Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, but I got my, my degree in, in education so I can teach, right? So at some point, you know, shoot, I may end up at a, at a school teaching something and coaching football. Uh, but I knew I wanted to be able to, to get a master's degree that was going to give me, you know, an ability to, to A, you know, the priority for me was being schooled up in God's word and understanding how to teach his truth. But then the second part of it was just being able to teach and, and be an educator. So when I, when I left there, I got hired at the University of Notre Dame and I, was, I worked in their athletic department as director of programs for uh, student athlete welfare and development. So we used to do just the, the, the programming for college athletes. So, I, I mean, I was actually a sport administrator for 
for women's rowing of all things, but shoot, athletes are athletes, right? And so those girls, uh, those young ladies, man, they worked their tails off and they taught me so much. And they ended up, I ended up seeing so many of the, uh, shoot, the lessons and the truths that fit sport to sport, guy to girl, uh, where you just see these transcendent kind of uh, concepts that it helps when you understand those, you see why some athletes get to the highest levels and some don't. Um, and so that 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 really kind of was one of those things that drove me to do that. And so even now, uh, being in the NFL, um, it's it's something where I, I fancy myself a teacher, right? So our rookie programming, when we get these guys in the classroom, like you mentioned it at the outset, part of my job is to help teach them, right? Because being a pro in the NFL isn't about how fast you run uh, necessarily. I mean, you got to have a, a minimum that you can do. But you can't tell me that, that Tom Brady is more physically talented now than he was when he was 33 or 35 or 28. Uh, but he's just better as a pro uh, than, than most every other guy. And that's what it ends up being, right? Is how do you teach these guys how to be professionals and get the most out of their talent? And that's what ends up keeping them in the league. And, you know, for my money, uh, helps them out down the road as, as people. Now, when you have these classes, do the classes also, which I know it do, teach them about how to operate outside of football and once football is over? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we spend a lot of time talking about relationships, right? So for all the young football players out there, some of what happens is they don't know how to navigate the relationship well with their position coach or their head coach. And so they want to be who they want to be. Uh, but you have to understand in, in the game of football, it's a team sport and it's one where you got to meet or understand the expectations that are on you from whoever's leading your team, right? And so a lot of young players, they end up short-circuiting their careers and disqualifying themselves because they're hard-headed and they they want to be who they want to be. And so I think the, the, the trick in football is you got to understand what's expected of you, meet those expectations, and then you're able to go out and rewrite the book and have your own expectations become what coaches and evaluators uh, end up thinking of you. So, you know, even something as simple as navigating relationships, we talk about guys and girls and, and dating relationships, you know, for sure. But then how do you handle a relationship with a financial advisor who's not returning your phone calls? How do you how do you handle a relationship with mom and dad who now, you know, since you've made it and you're on, uh, they got their hand out looking for rent money and car money and everything else. And so navigating those things and trying to t give these guys tools on how to become better men um, it ends up fitting on the field and off the field. Now that that's beautiful to, you know, actually give these guys great looks and that you played in the NFL too. Now I want to get to the fun part, man. Let 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 bowl out a little bit. <laughs> now y'all made it to the Super Bowl in Tampa, yeah. where the organization is. Okay, give me how it was before the seat cause cause y'all dealt with a lot. We got the pandemic going on. You gotta figure out how you're gonna, you know, interact with each other. I'm pretty sure y'all got testing and everything. And then y'all knowing that the whole time the Super Bowl is gonna be in Tampa. And by the way, the NFL, and I gotta get to the NBA too. For the past two seat, I mean the past season. Both did great jobs, man. Like getting through games and putting on, putting a great part, product on the field, and nothing fell off for us competition or anything. So, how was it for you 
being in the building with all of this going on and just like I just said now y'all knowing <laughs> hey the Super Bowl in Tampa we could bring it back to the house we got big Tom on deck <laughs> so how was that for you yeah man I I, uh, I actually was sick with, with COVID the first couple rounds of the playoffs but our, our guys almost made uh, shoot I can't remember uh, the guy but the, the anthem was just that we we were gonna go in and take over traps, man, and that's that's what that's what that's what we ended up going to do, man. We went up to Washington, went into New Orleans, and then had to go up to Green Bay, and uh, it's a different feeling, I think, when you're trying to defend home home field with with a team that's just hungry, and and didn't wasn't playing like like we were scared. It was just found money, you know. We knew we were we were the best team when we walked on the field, position to position, and uh, our guys had some dog in them, man, and they they knew what they were gonna go out and take. I think the hardest week, man, was going into the NFC Championship because at that point, uh, the NFL had already taken over the stadium. And from our practice field, you can see the stadium. And so they had already put up the Lombardi Trophy uh, big uh, wall that that faced our field. So, like, the whole time, you know what's coming right across the street and you want so badly to be in that game, but you got to go up and handle business. So that was that was tough. I mean, I, I, kept, I, I kept finding myself glancing over there, looking at that... Uh, you know that Lombardi Trophy hanging from the side of the stadium, and being like, "Man, it's only one week away," but we had to go do it, and then we did it. We get into the game, and um, man, it was like it was our home field, but you walked out there, and it didn't feel like our field. It looked totally different. The NFL did an amazing job uh, transforming it into a Super Bowl. And I'll tell you this: this is a little little secret. So during the game, you know, on TV they showed all those little cardboard cutouts all around the stadium, right? Um, right. So it looked like it was really full. Here's the thing. They said that there was only 25,000 people in there. Man, there's no way there was only 25,000 people. Man, that thing was that thing was packed. Like they put all those things in there so it looked like it was just oh, those are just cardboard cutouts. No, those were real live people, man. There might have been 40,000 people that game in my estimation because it was loud. It was crazy. It was everything you hope for in a Super Bowl. That's amazing cause I, I was wondering about, you know, how everything went for the the stadium and what y'all practicing and you know, and you kind of explained everything just then. Now, I want to know, too, and this is my last question for us, like, with the ticket process, and y'all had a parade after you won, which was on the boats. Yeah. So I want to know, like, how many people asked you for tickets, and how was it on the boat if you was on one of that boat parade? Yeah, so the uh, the tickets are wild, man. Uh you know, it was, it was easy for me because my, my, my mom and dad came down. Uh, my fiance had her family in town. It's, you know, my, my answer to everyone else was no, because I, I, I had I had to buy 10 tickets. Uh, I'm still trying to dig out of the change drawer and, and in the center console of the car to pay those off. Um, but shoot, I had, my, I had my four kids there, my mom and dad there. They all got to be, you know, uh, under the confetti when it fell. My fiance is down on the field with me, man. So that was that was like once in a lifetime awesome moments. But you know, handling that was was uh you know was what it is, was what it is. It's always crazy for the Super Bowl, and then the boats, man. Like I was, I was just trying to keep my kids from getting knocked in the head with a beer can because they were on the boat with me. And so, you know, for me and my my family, we were just hanging out and watching all the guys while out, and that was fun, man. Just to see them get to enjoy uh, that day that they had worked so hard for, you know, and doing it Tampa style out on the river with the boats and stuff was was cool, man. Well, y'all, hey, y'all just heard a great interview by Duke Preston, and he's a Super Bowl champ. I want to say congratulations to him. 
he gave some great information and to any young player with the desire to be successful it's not all about going to the NFL but you need to put in the hard work and like he gave some great intel try to figure out things outside of the game to actually focus on as well and man I just want to thank Duke again for coming on and just giving us some great insight and and like I say they won the big Lombardi trophy and they came out on the, the big end for us winning and I was so happy they won as well being from Florida and the last time the Tampa Bay folks won a guy from my hometown by the name of Dexter Jackson won the Super Bowl MVP so that was great to see that Tampa Bay came out on the winning end again for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down or else you'll fall to the ground. This is the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football.